ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. This is Barry Alvarez. Hey, Madison. Pat Richter here. For great coverage of your Wisconsin Badgers, stay tuned to 100.5 ESPN. WTLX Monona. ESPN Madison. On Wisconsin. Grab a red shirt. Flash your W's. It's game day, Wisconsin. David Gilroy from the three. 94.5ESPN.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.Wisconsin.
Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, I mentioned I called it Rivalry Week because obviously this week is when you get a lot of those, uh, you know, honorary trophies and whatnot. The axe, of course, Paul Bunyan's axe between Wisconsin and Minnesota. You had the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I had to research. I never realized why it was the Egg Bowl. So my understanding is way back in like the 1910s, fans threw eggs on oh the my. field. Is that is that is that what happened there? Or did Wikipedia lie to me? I don't know. That's okay. good. You know, I was going to bring up the Egg Bowl because I love the curious name, but I haven't, you know, my curiosity only went as far as wondering about it. So you never dug into <laughs> the Wikipedia page like me. No, no, I'm impressed. Well, you're lame, Mertzi. you, you got to be more like me and do the research on that. But nonetheless, it's Rivalry Week. Uh, we've got the Iron Bowl tonight between Alabama and Auburn. But it just, other than Michigan, Ohio State, none feels bigger to me than Wisconsin-Minnesota. This is an important game, and we talk about it every week here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. You know, the beginning of the season, the way Wisconsin started, we'd never think we'd be putting so much weight into this game now, uh, but Wisconsin wins, they're in, even though Iowa claims they're the champions of the Big Ten West, <laughs> which we'll get to in a little bit. Wisconsin really can be the champion of the Big Ten West with a win today, and that makes me all more nervous. i got to be mm-hmm. honest. I, I've talked real confidently about these Badgers over the course of the last few weeks. I said they were going to, you know, last week I said they were going to win by 35 points, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, this week I'm not feeling like they're going to win by 35 points. I'm nervous. And Mercy, when you walked in today, you said, I woke up a little nervous about this one. Yeah, and you know, I thought maybe um, going into yesterday's Nebraska-Iowa game that if Iowa won, it would take a little bit of the edge off. Mm -hmm. It would remove any chance for Minnesota getting to Indianapolis. But I kind of figure that they're just going to use it either way. You know, either now they have nothing to play for but pride or before it was going to be playing for Indy. So going up there, um, you know, the way that Wisconsin got cut up, on defense last weekend, yeah. um, it, it, it's definitely worried me. But I was—I will say—I was also very worried in 2019. Same feeling of going up there about this is a game that's a statement game for Minnesota, and you look what happened to that. I mean, it was a tightly contested game for a while, and Wisconsin ran away with it um, in the end. So I, I think it's just that atmosphere up there. You know that there's nothing bigger than for that program than to knock off Wisconsin. Yeah. PJ mm-hmm. Fleck is. Dying for that to happen, right? In a in a game and environment that actually matters. Yeah, we talk a lot. Uh, you know, similarly uh, as the as the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings played last week. Obviously, the Vikings won that game, and a lot of the reaction from the fan base, especially Green Bay's, was that's their Super Bowl, and that's how it is with Minnesota against Wisconsin too, right? This axe game means a heck of a lot. Uh, more to Minnesota than than maybe we realize. Monte, you've played in a couple of these games, right? Yeah. You, you've you've played in these axe battles. You were very successful in them. What is the atmosphere like for for this game in particular? Absolutely, uh, for me, it's it's there's so much that goes into this, even leading up to the game, right? So the coaches will play in the locker room, you know, the the former players running and grabbing, you know, running from the sideline, grabbing the axe and you know hacking down the the field goal posts, right, and then going to the other side and doing it. So they play that all week each year, right? Just so that the players, obviously the the first year, second year players can understand everything that's uh, at stake here. It's very, very important to our program. Very, very important, obviously, to the Gophers program as well. Um, so it's it's there's a lot here. There's a lot of history since 1890. Uh, the bragging rights, and then obviously come game day. Again, it's not at Camp Randall, but they're at TCF Bank. It's still a hostile environment, you guys. Still a hostile environment. And I have to agree. 
when you talk about the Vikings versus the Packers, that being the Vikings Super Bowl, well, think about this. That, those are families, right? Yeah. Those are families that are still watching the Gophers play, and they know that, right? We just knocked off the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, coming in, you know, didn't knock them off, you know what I mean? But now we got to play the Badgers, so let's go, go ahead and keep this uh, bragging rights going. So, I mean, there's a lot of history with this, and I think at the end of the day, it just is going to show up. Whoever shows up the best is going to win this game. Yeah, Wisconsin has won 16 of the last 17 matchups against Minnesota. Yeah. The only loss coming back in 2018. So, uh, like I said, Monte, <laughs> you had a little bit of success when you were playing in the early 2010s uh, against Minnesota. You won every game you played. Yeah, uh, to, <laughs> and I, and I, I, I have a lot of respect for the program. Right, I have a significant amount of respect for for Fleck, what he's done there. Um, but for us, when we were playing. It really wasn't that big of a challenge. Uh, my years playing against the Gophers. Uh, but again, because we prepared extremely well, extremely hard, because we knew we wanted to keep the axe on our side. And that's what we did. So how, how much, so the axe in particular, right? It, what, what, you have any celebratory things that stand out from those wins, right? What, what, what was it like the first time you grabbed the absolutely, axe? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember it. I, I remember every single time I loved it. Grabbing the axe. First off, it's a lot heavier than people think. Yeah. Right? I'm like, whoa. Ooh, it's kind of heavy. But then swinging at the field goal post, right? <clears throat> trying not to hit the field goal post and not trying not to break the axe. But again, <laughs> you're just hacking away at it. You got the players behind you screaming, patting you on your shoulder pads. You got the fans screaming as well during each swing. It's just one of those moments in Wisconsin football history that people remember forever. What if you uh what if you Duke Mayo Bowl trophied that thing? <laughs> oh my gosh. See, I think that would be that's such a bigger deal than oh, yeah. you know the Mayo Bowl, right? You know, right. unfortunate for Mertz uh breaking that trophy. But again, uh, if you break the Paul Bunyan axe, oh man. Whoa. That's yeah. karma. That's a lot of karma involved. <laughs> that's whoa. gotta be the most dangerous trophy in college football, right? The axe. Easily. Yeah. E- easily. Has Actually, there already been any mishaps? I'm trying to remember if I ever touched the actual blade of it and if it was sharp. <laughs> uh, I think it obviously it's got quite a, a dull point to it in a sense. But uh, again, you can, I will say that's the most dangerous trophy out there. Absolutely. I would think so. Yeah. The Mayo Bowl uh, <laughs> dr- falling and crashing everywhere was uh, was phenomenal. But that axe can do some damage, I imagine. Mercy, did you ever have you ever had the opportunity to hold the axe by chance? You know what? I haven't. I've been around it, but not not to hold it. Okay. And um, yeah. yeah, like like Monte said, the scale of it is a lot bigger than you'd suspect. Mm-hmm. I've no how, how many pounds would you say that thing is? Uh seventy. I'd give really? it sixty. Oh, 70. No kidding. Ah, uh, that's a little too heavy. Hold on, give me give me a second. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Uh, 45. Carry the okay. two. I'll give it 45. Yeah, carry the two. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, math for me, but I'll give it about 40 to 40 to 50 pounds, right? Yeah. But you're not expecting for it to be that heavy no. whatsoever at all. Oh, that's interesting. So even the weight of it, it kind of hits you in a way like, wow, you know, this is this is some rich history right here in my hands. But I love how <laughs> the scores are put on to the handle. Yes. You know, and so you can look down <laughs> and see exactly what happened over the course of time. That's incredible, man. I tell you, it's a big it's a big day. It really, really is for both programs. And, and again, I keep bringing up bragging rights because to this day, you know, I still have some friends who went to Minnesota. I was like, you guys never took the axe from me. I still tell them that today. Um, and, and, and the players playing right now, when they're done playing, they're going to be doing the same exact thing. A couple of years ago, I actually shared a meme, and it was, at the time, literally no one had been able to tweet about Minnesota winning the axe because Twitter hadn't been invented. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, unfortunately, that's no longer the case. Only once you've been able yeah, to tweet that right. back in 2018. That's Hunter Vaughn, who's running the show for us here across ESPN Wisconsin. Monte Ball, Adam Ertz, Alex Strofe, hanging out with you here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, leading you up to kickoff at 3 o'clock. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers happening right now. Big just got even bigger as, as well with starting pay at Stoughton Trailers. Now $18 per hour. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for both first and second shift opportunities. For open positions, which includes assemblers, welders, and more, go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers. Big opportunities. We'll keep the party rolling on as we get ready for another battle of Paul for Paul Bunyan's axe. We'll play a little good call, bad call. We'll do that next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Reminiscing here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, the 2015 game between Minnesota. 19. 2019 game between Minnesota and Wisconsin. I'm going to get the clip screwed up today. That's Garrett Groshek on the touchdown. Yeah, 2019 would make a little bit more sense then. Uh, I'm Alex (laughs) Strofe. He's Hunter Vaughn running the show alongside former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball. Longtime scribe and Division III tennis legend Adam Mertz with uh, us as well. Uh, we're about to play some good call, bad call, brought to you by Cousin Subs, which is always a good call. Do you want to watch the Packers play at Lambeau this season? Enter the Cousin Subs Best Seats in the House sweepstakes for your chance to win two tickets to a Packers game. You can sign up at CousinSubs.com. Cousin Subs, they believe in better. Gentlemen, let's jump right into good call, bad call with a little more reminiscing. The late, great Woody Hayes, former Ohio State head coach, was on a recruiting trip in Michigan. Way back when. His car ran out of gas, and he said to his assistant coach, quote, we'll coast and push this car to the Ohio line before I give this state a nickel of my money. Good call, bad call. College football rivalries are the best rivalries in all of sports. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Absolutely good call. Because that that's if if that, that's the thing, man. If you are an Ohio State fan, you do not... Do anything in Michigan. You don't have friends who you don't live even in Michigan. Use the letter M, right? You don't even use the letter M. And if you're a Michigan fan, you do not drive through Ohio. You don't give them your money. You don't do anything. You. That's what. It, that, that's what I'm talking about. Good call. I, I love this call. <laughs> um, and I think the best part is too. I was thinking back through all the different rivalries in sports. I mean, there's great stuff. You go back to like the '80s and Celtics, Lakers. Yeah. You know, you've got the Yankees mm-hmm. and Red Sox that ESPN beats to death. No offense to the uh, the mothership, um, but it's it's so cool because it's every part of the country, and really, there's so many kids from the those states who are playing for those teams. It's not just a name on a jersey that you happen to be you know assigned to. It's something that you actually believe in. And I know that like when my kid was, she's a senior in high school. She's scouting colleges around the country. I'm like, you can go anywhere you want. I really don't want you going to Minnesota. And <laughs> so you can't. Just don't want it. I really just don't want you going there. <laughs> so funny you bring that up. So my younger sister, right, she's she's right now shopping around which which law school that she wants to apply to, go to all that jazz. And and she uh, applied to Minnesota. 
and our household was uh, pretty disgusted. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty disgusted. Uh, she shot the text to the group like, "All right, sent in my uh, application to Minnesota Law School or whatever." I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" So I guess I only have one sister now. My older sister. <laughs> Well, you know, we talk about these rivalries, and I think the best thing ever about the Michigan-Ohio State one is the fact that this actually stems back to the two states going to war, almost going to war, over the northern stretch of land between their two borders, over the city of Toledo, essentially, Mm. because it was such a big, like, shipping port, which is then Uh. why Michigan has the UP, and they took it from the Wisconsin Territory. So we were affected by this stupid rivalry between (laughs) these two states. Yeah, so that is... uh our history teacher, Mr. Vaughn, uh, keeping uh, uh, keeping us up to speed. Thank you, Hunter. That's that's, awesome. that's a great fun Good fact. Yes. All right, so I, I teased it earlier. I talked about it in the first segment, and that was Iowa tweeting out that they had won the Big Ten West. They had a trophy and everything after their win yesterday. And, um, uh, you know, Mercy took exception to that. He sent, <laughs> sent a text to us and said, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what, are, what are they doing? So, good call, bad call, Mercy. Co-division champions stink. I mean, that's just embarrassing. I, I mean, I felt bad. And it was a picture of Ference, too, holding this yeah. thing. You know, it wasn't like they were just had it happened to have it on display in the side corner of the football office. Like, he's got to get up there and hold a picture of this. Yay, we're the division co-champs. Like, come on. There's one champion. I don't care if the record's the same. Like, there's a tiebreaker for a reason. Correct. Monte, you don't like co-division champs, I said. Not a fan of it. Absolutely not. You, you, there's no such thing as... Two winners. You can't have two winners. No. And it, there has to be a loser. There has to be a winner. Period. See, I wouldn't have an issue if you know Wisconsin and Iowa hadn't played, right? Like, right. if Wisconsin wins today, they're obviously going to the Big Ten Championship game because they beat Iowa earlier in the season. Yep. But somehow Iowa is going to represent themselves as division champions despite not, A, playing in the Big Ten Championship game, and B, <laughs> losing to the co-champion in the regular season, which means... They weren't able to beat the better team. I don't understand how you could put them on the same playing field. This bothers me too much, I think. <laughs> this bothers me a lot. I just don't understand it. It's really frustrating. We're not supposed to understand it. That's just the Hawkeye way, man. Is that we're not supposed to understand that. All right, let's wait, move wait, on. Wait, yeah, wait, no, wait, wait. You, got, you, mean, you, can't, you can't just leave that alone without talking about the, <laughs> the Gophers co-Big Ten West championship rings. They got rings They got that. rings. I didn't know that. Think this? Someone told me this. I got to see this. This is actually. Re- <laughs> I saw a reply from some people saying that on Twitter. I couldn't really find late last night. I saw it, and that. But yeah, I thought I remember a seeing a story. What what a he, def- he definitely, if nothing else, he definitely made a big deal out of being co-champs. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. Well, Which- Makes sense being from a mid-major school, and we saw what UCF did when they didn't make the playoffs because they went undefeated and they got national champion rings and that I was okay with because nobody beat them. But Iowa lost to Wisconsin, who's going to win the Big Ten West. We assume. So you can't call yourself a co-champion when you lost to the team that's going to be representing your division in the Big Ten championship game. Pretty, pretty, pretty clear. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. Yeah, (laughs) damn. So what I'm seeing is so what I'm seeing is that they went on to win the Outback Bowl that year. Yeah. So they got Outback Bowl rings, Um, and inscribed (sighs) on that was Big Ten West co-champs. Oh my. So. Monte, obviously you played in a lot of Rose Bowls. Yeah. You didn't win any. Sorry to hear that. Uh, so you, I assume you never got a ring for the bowl games you played in? Correct. Yeah, we had uh, just Big Ten championship rings. Okay. Uh, similar. In but the you NFL. actually won the Big Ten. Yes. Yeah. And and, and it says champion. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not right? co-champion? Not co-champion. Oh, nice. Champion. 
right? And, and just like the AFC, right? The AFC Championship ring. There were no co-champs uh, for the <laughs> AFC, right? Somebody has to go represent the AFC <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it wasn't the Broncos and the Patriots. Exactly. That year. No, it was just the Broncos. It's Got like, it. Yeah, man, this would be like you having a Rose Bowl runner-up ring. Yeah, that's just gross. I don't want it. <laughs> right. I don't want it. Right. I, I, I still struggle to look at the AFC Championship ring because we lost All right. uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, you can't have co-champs. That's... That's not what this sport is. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one frustrated over this. <laughs> uh, let's go to PJ Fleck, who's going to get me more frustrated, I think. Uh, he was asked about Leo Chanel earlier this week. PJ Fleck had this to say. Uh, the Chanel kid's very good. I mean, he's 260 pounds, but he moves like he's 220. He's thick, and he'll hit you. He's strong. He's He could, he could play defensive end for you, but he's, he's running like a linebacker. He's thick. Good call, bad call. It's Monte Ball. <laughs> Being called thick is a compliment. Okay, first off, before I get to that, uh, PJ Flex, his voice sounds like like the like the beginning of a villain story, right? Like his voice, appropriate. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's gonna be like a villain of some sort. I, I like the guy though; I have mad respect for him. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with bad call, bad call. Being, being called, called thick is not good. Being called thick is, I the context. Yeah, I'm gonna say bad call, bad call. Thick. I, I think there's way more uh, characteristics of of Chanel that can be talked about than his thickness. Zachary, <laughs> Mercy. Well, I'd wanted to know was it C or Q or CC? <laughs> I think CC. We, CC. On our show sheet is CC. Okay, because that matters too. I've been told by my kids. It does. Okay. You know, so, oh yeah. There's different degrees degrees of this, but I'm usually it's usually referred to booty. I mean, am I right? No, You're right. So like, <laughs> mm, it's problematic for me on that level. Exactly. I don't understand the context of it. He's. Thi- no, how about he, he? He's a he's a he's a great player. He flies around. He's he's smart. Uh, he's a leader. He's no. He's thick. Never did I think I'd hear Adam Murph say <laughs> it. Usually refers to booty on this show. That's that will be all over the promos. Yeah, that's that, that is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. All right, last one for you fellas, and I'm just gonna let Robin Wisconsin explain this uh, college game day, which is on ESPN Radio before us typically every week uh, here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, the national college game day. Got a call from Robin Wisconsin. Rob had this to say. The reality is this game doesn't even matter because whoever wins it is going to get their teeth kicked in in the Big Ten title game next week by my Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> we're going to sink the boat today. And I'll tell you what, fellas, you know, Stanford beats Notre Dame, the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech come back and beat Georgia today, and my Badgers could be in the playoffs. So you never say never in this sport. Wow. Robin Wisconsin with the call of the century. Wow. Good call, bad call. Robin Wisconsin. Was that a good call or a bad call? I, I got to go good call just because being, you know, Badger fan, all of that, I, I got to respect the man's love for the Badgers. And it's such an aggressive way to, to say the team's going to win, too. Kick their teeth kick in. Their teeth in. <laughs> wow. Let's go, Rob from Wisconsin. Uh, good call. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fan short for fanatic, as we're always reminded. Yeah. Um, reality is not uh, an essential component of fandom. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, um, and I think the most the fans that enjoy things the most are the ones that are the most outrageous about how the, what they believe their team can do. <laughs> and I think that Rob from Wisconsin, man, he he brings it. I love that he's like, yeah, we just need like eighteen improbable <laughs> yeah. things to happen, but Wisconsin could still get in, man. And it's not even that he said kind of like still. He was pretty darn. It was a lot of oh, conviction no. in his High voice. Like, like it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Like what are you guys thinking? Like, what I want to hear him again. It's so good. It's so good. Let's hear from Rob. 
is going to get their teeth kicked in in the Big Ten title game next week by my Wisconsin Badgers. We're going to sink the boat today. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, fellas, you know, Stanford beats Notre Dame. One. The rambling wreck of Georgia Tech come back and beat Two. Georgia today. And my Badgers could be in the playoffs. So you never say never in this sport. Three things that aren't going to happen, Rob. <laughs> Nicely done. That's a fantastic phone call. Uh, that is good call, bad call, brought to you by Cousin Subs. We're also brought to you in part by here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Our friends at Pepsi. This year you can buy Pepsi, get points, and gear up. This year, Badgers fans will be able to drink Pepsi, watch football, and get cool gear. It's that simple. After all, ice-cold Pepsi plus Badgers gear plus football watching equals a touchdown for fans. All you got to do is purchase specially marked Pepsi Wisconsin Badgers packages, scan the codes on said packages, and instantly find out if you've won a $50 FansEdge.com gift card. Pepsi Zero Sugar, same great flavor, zero the sugar, and a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. We talked about booty. We talked about Wisconsin getting into the playoff. We talked about thickness. I, I, what the hell's going uh, on a, here? A villain. Yeah, right? we're uh, talking about villainous uh, qualities of PJ Fleck. <laughs> We've lost all control, and that excites me, which means the party continues next here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Welcome back to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day across ESPN Wisconsin. I want to tell you about our friends at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You can get that slush fund ready because Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison is now open to everyone. The bar, that's open too, and the available machine list just keeps on growing. With over 1,300 available, Ho-Chunk's open weekdays until 2 a.m. and does not close on the weekends. Open from Friday at 10 a.m. until Monday at 2 a.m. So if you're celebrating a championship straight up for Wisconsin tonight. You can head over to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison all night long. And in 2021, there have been over 31,000 jackpots totaling over $75 million won. So what are you waiting for? Go win some money at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. It's time now for a college football scoreboard update with Mr. Hunter Vaughn. Thank you, Strofe. In the Big Ten, there was a game played on Friday as Iowa went on the road to Nebraska. The Cornhuskers led 21-9 going into the fourth quarter, and then Iowa put up 19 points in the fourth quarter to win 28-21 over Scott Frost's Nebraska Cornhuskers. And then currently going on, we have two games that are underway right now in the Big Ten. Maryland on the road at Rutgers. They're up 26-16. Maryland holds on to win. They will get to six wins and be bowl eligible. And then the game in Ann Arbor right now. Michigan up 28 to 13. Jim Harbaugh trying to get his first win over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Elsewhere in college football, it was a thriller last night in the ACC between North Carolina and NC State. NC State scores late in the fourth quarter, recovers the onside kick, and then this happened. They're gonna throw it. Leary's gonna take a shot, has a receiver. Wolfpack have come back to take the lead. 
NC State would go on to win 34-30. to They do need some help today, as right now Wake Forest is on top of Boston College currently, and if Boston College can come back down by 24, it'll be NC State taking on Pitt in the ACC title game. Back to Strofe and the guys here on Wisconsin College Game Day. Thanks, Hunter. Yeah, so just like everybody expected, the ACC title game, Pitt versus Wake Forest. I'm sure we all saw that one <laughs> coming in the ACC. Uh, but that's that's what it's looking like with Wake Forest up big. But how about the game that Hunter referenced? Michigan over Ohio State right now, 28-13. to No team has ever come back down 15 points in this series. So Ohio State's going to have to make history, or Michigan's going to hang on uh, by the – by their dear khaki pants uh, to, to roll into the Big Ten championship game. Now, gentlemen, I, I think we're, we'd all be on the same page here. We'd rather see Michigan as Wisconsin fans next week in Indianapolis than Ohio State. Yeah, you know, I thought about this a little bit. I mean, for variety, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, mix things up a little bit because things have not gone well against Ohio State. If you're talking about pure football, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the way that Michigan's playing right now, the way that they've been going late in the season, they've been playing really well. I think just from a revenge perspective that you want that shot again. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's what I'm all about, right? Uh, get the opportunity to, cause this is a different Badgers team, right? Than, than the first time, uh, earlier in the season when we played Michigan, but now get that opportunity to kind of get this revenge game going. So yeah, I'm rooting, you know, rooting for Michigan. I'd like to see them in Indy and, uh, give the Badgers an opportunity to, to showcase who they are now. Yeah, they wiped Wisconsin. I mean, it was not a very close ball game uh, yeah. when Wisconsin and Michigan played up the road at Camp Randall Stadium. But Wisconsin looks like a completely different football team than when they played. So I would love to see a rematch uh, similar to 2011, Monte, when Michigan State beat Wisconsin in the regular season. Yep. You get the rematch in the Big Ten Championship game, and Wisconsin ends up rolling and getting in to the Rose Bowl. You were obviously on that team. So uh, I guess athletes' mentality, right? I mean, you want to get another crack at a team that beat you earlier in the season. Athletes' mentality for sure. Uh, we had that game circled. Uh, to play Michigan State the first time, lost to Hail Mary, and we knew, all right, let's do what we can the rest of the season and hope Michigan State does well as well uh, for the rest of the season uh, to meet up in Indy. And, yeah, that revenge game, man. Again, records don't matter. All that stuff doesn't matter whenever that matchup happens because you really take it personally. And that's what I would love to see, uh, the Badgers versus the Wolverines in Indy because hopefully the Badgers players take it personally and really just really just stick it to them. You know, they didn't they didn't obviously the first time around. Yeah, Mercy, what's so different about this this Wisconsin team from several weeks ago when we saw them lose to Michigan and now yeah. they've turned around a bunch of wins in a row. Braille and Allen bursts onto the scene. I mean, obviously there's a lot of significant differences, but is there anything that pops out to you in particular? I think I think uh it's been talked about a lot about the fortitude, like the mental fortitude of this team of, mm-hmm. of usually when you hit that point of the season. Yeah. Um and you've played that poorly and you're your dreams, most of your ambitions are shot. I mean, obviously they still had this mathematically in play, but the way that they were um, playing the game was just sloppy. It was messy. They didn't really seem to have an identity. Um, You thought, like, this season's going to tank. So I give them a lot of credit for turning it around. Mm -hmm. Um, That goes starts with the coaching staff. But a lot of those guys, those seniors, that uh, especially the ones that stuck around and came back for this year after a a COVID season, they weren't going to go down like this. So I, I think that it was... It was a perfect storm for Michigan coming in to Camp Randall and delivering the kind of blow that they did. 
Right. There was a lot going on. Uh, players transferring, yeah. uh, news. I mean, every every seemed like every Monday and Tuesday we were getting hit with, with some uh, really wild news that was going on with the Badgers football program. And so you got all these outside distractions while you're obviously still trying to find your and figure out your identity. Um, so yeah, perfect storm for the Wolverines. But I think again, yeah, it's a different. This is a different Badgers team. Yeah, well, that, that game played back on October second. The Badgers have now won seven in a row since that thirty-eight to seventeen loss to Michigan uh, back in the beginning of October. Ironically, Michigan the, at that point was ranked number fourteen in the nation. Wisconsin currently ranked number fourteen in the nation. Oh, you know, and and uh, the end of that half of that first half. That was the first time that you saw a glimmer of hope out of Graham Mertz this season. Mm. Put together a nice drive, strung together a couple passes, the, the type that he can make that other Badger quarterbacks, not named Russell Wilson, haven't. Um, and you're thinking, okay, you know, you go into the locker room down 13-10, you've played pretty miserably in the first half. Still going to be an uphill climb. You can just tell the way that this game's going. But then he gets hurt. He gets yeah, knocked out, right. and that's and that's game over yep. at that point. As we saw that, the one, I guess the one good thing out of that was that it ended the conversation about whether who should be starting at quarterback. That's most definitely true. did. It, mo- <laughs> it, mo- it most definitely did. But again, that identity piece. And I think the players are mentally stronger now. They know who they are. They know how to win games. Um, and I think again, I, I would rather see Wolverines, uh, the Wolverines uh, in Indy against the Badgers because I think the Badgers can get them. Well, really the, the third quarter about to end as Ohio State is driving. They trail by 15 points to Michigan. 28-13 to 13 is the score in that one. We'll keep an eye on it here as we continue to roll on on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. But certainly reminiscing, as, as Mertzie mentioned, uh, his illegitimate nephew, Graham Mertz, <laughs> goes down in that game. He's injured. Jake Ferguson also injured in that game. Yeah. And while you never want to make excuses, that certainly didn't help your case. But uh, that, that game was all about Michigan, and I don't think it'd play out the same way if we are to have a rematch next week in Indianapolis. Because this Badger team, it looks completely rejuvenated, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the defense has been so good. They've won seven in a row. The offense has seemed to find an identity for the most part. Obviously, last week was a little rough, but you still scored plenty of points last week. So uh, I I would like Wisconsin's chances against Michigan, and we know how big that game would be for a team like Michigan, right? Jim Harbaugh looking for his first win. He's 0-5 coming into this one against Ohio State since returning to the University of Michigan. He hasn't gotten to the college football playoff, even though that's been the expectation every single year for the Wolverines. So that's a big pro, uh, a big game for that program as well, but it's also huge for Wisconsin to get back on the saddle, get another opportunity against Michigan to uh, to, to rehash that one, which which did not go your way whatsoever earlier in the year. So uh, I hope we get to see it. And look, even though Michigan looking like they can win this game up 15 against Ohio State, Ohio State's still the scarier football team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think especially with the matchups with those three receivers that they have. You yeah. saw last weekend what happened with the Badgers on the back end when there were too many threats to keep track of guys that were athletic. Um, I'd be pretty nervous if I were Jim Leonard going up against Ohio State. Where I feel like the matchup is a little more traditional against Michigan. It is, it is. And I think there's a lot of power, too, in, in watching film, right? You have film against Michigan early in the season. Yeah, there were a bunch of things that, you know, players being injured, not having an identity, but... Watching that tape and understanding how Michigan State beat you is important going into the Indy if Michigan's going to be there and obviously if the Badgers are going to be there. Same for Michigan. Obviously, they're going to watch that same tape. But again, there's no tape against the Badgers versus Ohio State this year. And Ohio State does have that shock factor. They always have that shock factor, kind of like Alabama. So I'd rather see the Wolverines there. 
I certainly would as well. That's former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball, Adam Ertz. I'm Alex Strofe hanging out with you across ESPN Wisconsin until 3 o'clock when kickoff happens between the 14th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers and the unranked Minnesota Gophers. The battle for Paul Bunyan's axe once again uh, here in the final week of the regular season in college football, what I like to dub is Rivalry Week because you've got all sorts of rivalry games, including this one, of course, for the Axe, Wisconsin has won 16 of the last 17 played. When Monte Ball played, he won every year. It seems like Wisconsin tends to win every year, but P.J. Flex certainly has something to say about that. We'll run through some Badgers headlines, and we'll do that next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Yeah, there's different degrees, degrees of this, but I'm usually it's usually referred to booty. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. With my double blade axe and my hobnail boots, I go where the timber's tall. When there's work to be done, don't mess around. Just sing right out for Paul. Hey, Paul. I'm coming, boys. Paul Bunyan. Hey, Paul. This is fantastic. From an animated show in the 1960s, the Paul Bunyan song, as we get ready for the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe between number 14, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, playing in Minnesota, the final game of the regular season. Wisconsin wins. They are in the Big Ten Championship game next week against either Michigan or Ohio State, depending on the winner of that game, which is currently being played. Uh, did Ohio State get in? They might have just scored a touchdown to make it a little bit closer. It was a 15-point game. We'll keep an eye on that as we continue to roll on here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. But, fellas, do want to talk a little Badgers football. Their game against Nebraska last week, which uh, was a little closer than we expected. A final score of 35-28 to 28 as Bucky does end up rolling in that one. Graham Mertz played a really clean game of football. Didn't turn over the ball last week. Uh, Braylon Allen, another phenomenal game. 22 carries, 228 yards, three touchdowns for the 17-year-old running back. Uh, But a little concerning as well, fellas, that Braylon Allen has been so heavily relied on now as a lot of injuries have been suffered in that backfield. Braylon Allen, 22 carries. Julius Davis, three carries. John Chanel, three carries. Brady Shipper, one carry. He's getting the entire workload And Monte, being an experienced back, being a guy who had a heavy workload, uh, this still seems odd to me that Braylon Allen is being relied on, at least he was last week, this heavily, right? I mean, it's typically, for Wisconsin's offense, it's usually a one-two punch or a Mm -hmm. one-two-three punch. With the injuries that have been suffered, it's all Braylon Allen. Does that concern you, or is this a positive? It most definitely does concern me, yeah, because, I mean, uh, you you never want for one running back to take uh, essentially, the the entire workload. That, that that's what's happening here. The entire entire workload. Right. And, but knowing Coach Chris, knowing the history of him, um, and him being the OC in my years, he he's one to you know don't try to fix what's not broken. He's gonna go with what's working. Um, but again, you know, knock on wood. I you know, hopefully Allen stays healthy. But eh, they might need to spread that ball out just a little bit, little a little more. Mercy, who's the number two option? I, you know, I, I was just going to sort of turn the tables back on Monte and ask, like, who isn't stepping up? Yeah. You know, that, that he, they'd feel enough confidence to put him in there. And I think the temptation part of it is just that Braylon 
makes these plays yeah. at certain points of the game, you don't know when it's coming. So you want to have him out there because he's the kind of guy that if he gets a little bit of a seam, he can go, as you saw mm-hmm. last week against Nebraska. And whereas I think that you know what the ceiling is on the other guys, you're kind of just giving carries for workload. You're, you're going to get two, three yards, four yards, five yards max, something like that. So, I mean, it's just tough. And then you, had, you throw in the fumble issues that happened uh, late, and that was at the Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe yep. it was. Yeah. And so then there's a there's a trust factor in a big game like this. So you expect to be tight. You can't have people put it on the carpet. Oof. Yeah, you can't. You can. uh, for today, I'm expecting I'm expecting Brelin to probably get 30 carries. I was going to ask, Absolutely. how many? Yeah, 30 would be reasonable, you think? Because this is going to be a ground and pound game. They're going to try yeah. to con- control the tempo, obviously, with uh, their beast of a running back, 17-year-old kid, yeah. Braylon Allen. Now, I agree with you, Monte, right? It does concern me the workload that, that he's been getting now with – uh, with both Chaz Malusi and Isaac Renda lost for the year, but he's so good. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's so crazy to me how advanced he looks right. at, as a true freshman, seventeen year old running back. Like he looks like an, a pro yeah. in in the uh, running against Big Ten defenses. It's pretty incredible what he's been able to do the last seven th- or so weeks. Yeah, I think Mercy said it best, uh, and I think that's what it is. That's the hardest thing I think for for running back coaches, OCs as well, where it's like you don't want to wear them down, but he's got to be in the game, right? Because he just needs that little, just that little window of opportunity, just like that run he had where he bounced off those two guys and then took it down the field. It's like he, he has to be in because plays like that rallies the team together, gets that spirit high, and that's how you dominate you know, defenses, but it, it, it's still a little concerning. 706 yards after contact this season. Oh, what? 706 <laughs> yards after contact on Pro Football Focus. I just needed you to say that again. Wow. <laughs> now, we realize he's only played seven games. <laughs> yeah. He's averaging over 100 yards after contact per game. That's just after contact, what mm-hmm. he's been able to do. Just, I, I mean, freak of nature stuff, dude. Like, th- this is unheard of. I, I mean, I know we're RBU. I know Wisconsin... Uh, you know, brings in running backs, turns them into stars, and then pushes them to the NFL, a la Jonathan Taylor, right? But when you look at a guy like Braylon Allen, who should be a senior in high school, who uh, I, I learned he can't see a R-rated movie. You only have to be 17 years old to see R-rated movies. I always, I always thought you had to be 18. You only have to be 17. But nonetheless... He could barely see an R-rated movie. He barely has his driver's license. That's like, wild. This kid is running over Big Ten defenses. It's absolutely unbelievable, uh, but we need to know it's sustainable, right? When you're in the biggest game of the season now every week is that uh, with a win and you're in today, next week the Big Ten championship game, assuming you win today, and then eventually a, a high-stakes bowl game. We expect maybe the Outback, maybe the Rose Bowl, depending on the result of next week. Very unlikely, but Robin Wisconsin would say the college football playoff <laughs> coming up in a couple of weeks. But nonetheless, how sustainable is this kid getting 25, 30 carries a game? Obviously, he doesn't need to do it a whole lot, but he did it last week with 22 carries. Probably going to see a similar workload today and next week. You most definitely, again, you're going to expect 30 carries today, but but I think, you know, you never want to run a young guy's bones, joints into the ground, right? Because you want him to have a successful career at Wisconsin and then post-college football, that being in the NFL. But again, I think, I think when you are young, right, 17 years old, those bumps and bruises don't feel as bad, in, you know, at first, right? Kind of like the fountain of youth. This guy's blood is, is very young. He can rejuvenate pretty quickly, um, and, and and again, I'm just expecting for them to to ride him pretty hard today. 
So to back to my question earlier, right? Do, do we expect to see a true number two option? It seems like it might be Julius Davis. It might be Brady Shipper. But are these? should we expect a higher workload for them today, Monte? I think they combined for only four carries last week. No, not for today. Not for what's on the line right now. You think now. it's all Braylon? Yes, for what's on the line right now. Um, and I know for a fact Gary Brown, the running backs coach, and, and, and obviously Coach Chris as well, had to have pulled Braylon out to the side and said, hey, we're, we're, we're going to ride you. We're going to ride you hard this 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 upcoming game because uh, we we need this one. Yeah, no, there's a lot of talk uh, that Northwestern game a couple weeks ago about why wasn't he pulled out a little bit earlier, and yeah. I have a feeling mm. it was basically getting his mind around the fact that he's going to have these kind of games down yeah. the stretch, and he and you got to be out there. And I know that you maybe not in the, the best physical condition at that point. You've taken a beating, but you're going to go out there and you're going to show what you got. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, is there a chance that we see Wisconsin try to maybe force the issue early in the game to see if they can't build out a bigger lead than what we maybe expect in order to let some of these guys rest, knowing you've got Michigan or Ohio State the next week? You can't play ahead, right? I mean, you, you've got to play in the moment. I agree with you, Hunter. Obviously, I think the, the the ideal situation is to go out, get a big lead, and then hopefully you can step off the gas a little bit. But would you even do that in a game like today, right? Is it is it foot to the full throttle the entire game, Monte? I mean, what's what's the scenario here when you know you got to win to get into the Big Ten championship game? You're not stopping, are you? You're not. You're not. And you best believe that the coaches right now are obviously tuning in to this Ohio State-Michigan game, right? It, yeah. You know, don't look past Minnesota, but let's say, again, the Wolverines are in Indy. You have a way better shot of being the Big Ten champs, which we haven't done since 2012. So you are going full throttle today. Full throttle, Braylon Allen, 30 carries, keeping the ball in the ground, and just say, hey, linebackers, good luck trying to stop us. We're, we're, we're running it right here. Yeah, you know Always careful about how you say things like this, but I'm I'm less worried about him having an injury due to the wear and tear, yeah. Um, rather, just the the incident, the one incident mm. that happens out there, and obviously you're increasing your risk the more times that you're he's carrying the ball. But I just see the way that he responds to contact. Um, he, he absorbs it really well. He yeah. delivers it really well. I don't I don't necessarily see him showing the the pain of any workload mm-hmm. he still has the the legs he's getting out there when, when he's in the open field he's taking off um, I don't see him shying away from content so I'm really more worried about the fluke thing shot to the knee um, you know shot to the arm something like that that would mess him up true and I, th- and I think uh, Strofe to kind of really answer your question no I, I, I really don't see a number two emerging today in the backfield, does that uh, does that hurt Wisconsin long term, or are you not too worried about it? Just given how successful Braylon Allen's been, right? This late in the year, um, you know, this game, possibly another game next week, and then bowl. You 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 just you got to ride him. You do, um, and then try to work on getting a number two next year. Yeah, you ride your workhorse, and you get Chesma Lucy back next exactly. year. So obviously, yeah. you've got your number two as as Braylon Allen has clearly become the number one back for this right. team. You know, there was one other moment in last week's game that that reminds me of why you want Braylon Allen to be getting the ball. It was that uh, fourth and one play in <laughs> Nebraska territory. Yep, and Paul went with his favorite fullback dive, and he got stuffed. And I'm sure he's thinking as soon as that happened. Man, why did I do that? You know, it's like it's the play, it's the Wisconsin play, but you know you wanted to give the ball to Braylon there, right? So, right. So don't force it to John Chanel, and when you, you've got one yard to get, because I know a guy that's probably going to get you at least a yard, even though he's averaging you know four or five a carry in Braylon Allen. What he's been doing has been absolutely so much fun to watch. He's been absolutely 
Uh, terrific. Wisconsin College Game Day brought to you in part by Cousin Subs. Do you want to watch the Packers play at Lambeau this season? Enter the Cousin Subs Best Seats in the House Sweepstakes for your chance to win two tickets to a Packers game. You can sign up at CousinSubs.com. That's CousinsSubs.com. Cousin Subs, they believe in better. We'll continue to get ready for the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe, which kicks off in about an hour between Minnesota and number 14, Wisconsin. We'll do that in two minutes. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 